Hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us today. So glad you are here. I hope that this truly does bring you lots of value. Just wanted to let you all know quickly that Tony George Photography and I have started a Instagram live series every other Tuesday, 12 p.m. Arizona time. Yes, we do say Arizona time because sometimes we're mountain, sometimes we're Pacific. Uh, So if you are here in Arizona, you know what time it is. Look it up on Google, um, 12 p.m. If you don't have a chance to catch us live, definitely head on over to my IGTV section of my Instagram. All of the videos are on there. If you have any other questions at all, let me know. And if not, enjoy this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Miss Laura on the line, and we actually know each other through Instagram. Super excited to get her um, on here today, get to know her a bit better. Laura, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself, your company, and then let people know how long you've been in business for. Yes, my name is Laura. Um, on Instagram is Laura Cortez Makeup underscore. I have been a professional makeup artist for about, I want to say this is my ninth year this year. So I've been doing this for quite some time. I gotcha. And, you know, how has the evolution of, you're just makeup, correct? Yeah, so recently I started getting more um, inquiries about hair. Um, I haven't really touched bases on the bridal aspect of hair yet. Um, I do specialize a lot in bridal makeup, but in hair it's kind of, it's a little more difficult as far as time management goes um, for doing both. Sure, yeah, because you're at least looking, I think, about an hour for both. Yes. So it, it will depends on the hairstyle sometimes of the bride and their length and all that stuff. It could take about two hours for both. Okay. I gotcha. And, you know, what are kind of some of your favorite things about, you know, being in the glam world and um, making the girls all pretty? I think that's, you know, kind of piggybacking on what Austin just said right now is making women feel more beautiful than what they already are. Um, I've gotten to meet a lot of cool people in this industry. Um, I worked a CEO summit for Intel CEOs and different CEOs about two years ago. And I did makeup on this woman. I believe she was an astronaut. So I definitely Ooh. think the coolest thing, yeah, she, it was pretty cool. Um, I get to meet different walks of life, different professions, different amazing, powerful women. You know, different women have different stories. Uh, from, I met from very professional women, like that woman that I just mentioned that was an astronaut to a woman that was going through domestic violence, and she got up out of an unhealthy relationship and, you know, is doing better for herself now. You know, she met somebody wonderful and they're getting married and and they're building a home together. So I would say that's definitely the best part of this job is getting to know different women and their stories. Well, and that's the thing is like people actually probably more so guys don't realize that, you know, anyone that's really working like on us, you know, so whether it be like lash extensions or microblading or brows or nails or you know, whatever it may be, obviously hair and makeup, you know, there's just time to kill. And so you're just literally talking, um, you yeah. know, so do you sometimes like feel like a therapist? 
I honestly do. <laughs> um, I've had I've had girls tell me like, oh, like what's the key to like a successful marriage or you know a relationship or what would you do in this situation and you know stuff like that. I definitely. I am a therapist. <laughs> if, if I need a makeup artist, I am a therapist. Right? No, for sure. Because, you um, know, you, sometimes when you're getting your makeup done, you it's you time. That's what I tell my girls. I'm like, this is time for us to, like, talk and get to know each other and all that good stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. And, um, you know, for you, you know, being in the be in the industry for nine years now maybe for someone who's wanting to just get into the industry itself um you know our topic today is how to become licensed um, in cosmetology uh what does that process kind of look like well what i would recommend is going to school to be an esthetician uh, because you learn more on as far as like skin care how the skin works and all that stuff. Um, I would definitely recommend going more that route instead of going to, like, a beauty school. Just because of experience myself and other colleagues that are licensed um, that went to a, a cosmetology school, they didn't really learn about makeup until they got into the real world and even the tools that they were given through going through cosmetology school instead of esthetician school um, weren't very great tools. Besides the point, I would recommend working at a makeup counter. Um, I come from MAC. So I used to work at MAC Nordstrom Chandler for six years. So there, I would honestly recommend anybody who's looking to get into the beauty world to go to esthetician school and to work at a counter because you honestly learn how to do somebody's makeup every single day. Like working at the counter, we would have, so how the the timesheet for appointments would work, it would be from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. would be your latest appointment and it would be 60 minutes lost. So sometimes, you know, clients can come call in and be like, hey, I want to request so-and-so. So sometimes working at the counter, you could do one person's face or you could do four people's faces depending on how requested you were. So I would say a lot of my practice came from working at the counter. Okay, awesome. And so then how long were you there at Nordstrom, Matt? I was there for six years. Okay. And yes. super sad, but Nordstrom Channel is gone now. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh. I know. It it was my home for a long time. And I'm kind of bummed because they just built a 202, and I'm like, where was the 202 when I needed you? <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. It's just oh, so sad. But at least they still have Nordstrom Scottsdale, but... Yeah, I live right next to the Chandler Mall, so it was actually really sad when Nordstrom yeah. went out because we'd always get our makeup from there, actually. So. Yeah. Um, so then esthetician over beauty school is the move. Right. Um, and then, you know, is then going in the esthetician, you know, they are they kind of, 
giving you more things or showing you more things um, that you could do? Or is that, like, what does that route kind of look like over then, like, beauty school, like you had said? So with cosmetology, they teach you how to do some makeup. Um, They barely touch into it, to be honest. They teach you how to do hair cuts and colors and stuff like that. And they teach you how to do nails. But going to cosmetology school, they mainly just teach you hair. Versus going to esthetician school, they teach you about the skin, how the skin works, how to prep the skin. And that's a huge thing that is um, not attended to in the makeup world by artists and clients unless you have already like a skincare regimen down. Um, I always tell clients, you know, your foundation, you know, your everything that goes on your face is only going to look as good as your skin is. So with coming from that esthetician background, you know how to work the skin better to give it more like that skin-like consistency versus, you know, not. Um, you know, taking more time to prep the skin. And, you know, that's what they teach you in esthetician school, how to apply moisturizers, serums, eye creams, and all that stuff. Because you kind of want to think about it like when you're marinating meat, you know, you put a tenderizer on it, you get it soft and all that stuff. And, and that's what they teach you in esthetician school is really to take care of your client's skin, and not only with that, you can also always offer more services like a waxing, um, you know, peels and stuff of that nature as well. Okay, I gotcha. So then it really, like, gives you more of an insight on all of the other services, whereas... Correct, you know. Yeah. Great, because, yeah, you would want to definitely understand everything else, you know, versus just being, like one and that's that type of thing so mm-hmm. well that's really cool then and then how long um you know are the programs usually well generally some esthetician schools are like about eight months or sometimes a year depending on how long you can go to school for um i was full-time so it took me about eight months and then you have to take like a state board exam to get licensed to with that you do have to be licensed uh, to do anything. You don't have to be licensed to be a makeup artist in Arizona. It's not something that's required. But you do have to be okay. licensed to get facials, to do lash extensions, and stuff of that okay. nature. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's um, good to know, though. And, yeah. Is the board exam pretty hard, or what does that kind of look like? Um, not really. I mean, just with anything, you have to study constantly it's just more like science I would say things you have to remember math you know because with you doing facials and stuff like that you don't want to over mix something and cause somebody to have like an allergic reaction and things of that nature oh yeah that wouldn't be good yeah (laughs) does that ever happen or does it just I mean obviously you try to avoid that wherever possible yeah, you you so for me, whenever we would do um, facials, you would want to have to, like, just have a, a client to fill out a questionnaire if they're allergic okay. to certain things and, you know, just a, a kind of, like, paperwork, basically. Like, when you go to a doctor's office, 
you tell them you're taking this medication or that medication. Um, same thing when you go get a facial. Your esthetician should have you fill out a form of consent and a form knowing your medical history, if you've been allergic to, like, beeswax, you know, stuff like that. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Um, so then, you know, what is, like, a common allergy that a lot of people might have in terms of, like, Surprisingly, latex. makeup? Okay. Yeah, when it, latex is something that I always ask about uh, because lash glues, most lash glues, if not all lash glues, have latex. So with coming from the esthetician and the makeup, uh, the MAC background, we always have to interview our clients, like, are you allergic to latex? Are you allergic to beeswax? You know, I've had clients that can only use this type of lipstick because every other lipstick makes them, you know, have little bumps and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just preparing yourself before the appointment. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then, Laura, how can we help you then? Um, I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like <laughs> the the one taboo in the beauty industry, I guess not with the beauty industry itself, but with anybody that provides a service, is making it clear our, the value of our pricing and how much we charge. Because it's very common when anybody who has a small business or, you know, provides a beauty service, you get an inquiry, you're, like, super excited to, you know, work with this person, and then if they don't take the time to read your pricing that's clearly stated on your page, your website, whatever, and then they ask how much, and then you're like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Are they going to say yes or no? And then you tell them the pricing. And I would say ghosting is the biggest problem that a lot of you know, people in the beauty industry have or, you know, like I said, anybody that provides a service. Sure. It's really, I guess to have, I'm sorry, go ahead. Ghosting is horrible. <laughs> this is not Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it, it, it definitely gets your hope up. Um, when it comes to, to inquiries. But, you know, you live and you learn, and you you learn to to be like, okay, well, you know, if I'm not for you, then it's not for you. Like, I know one of my, my mom, I look up to her a lot. She told me, you know what, all money is not good money, and if that person doesn't value you, then you don't need them as a client. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really, it's it's one of those things to move past that, you know, or just say, like, okay, well, not right now, or this this isn't the right timing on this person, you know, but my ideal client will come, you know, so it's just, you know, not losing hope and patience off of that end. Mm-hmm. I've been, I feel like personally, you know, been dealing with that lately is just, like, you know, ghost after ghost after ghost after ghost after ghost, you know, and so it's just, like, knowing, you know, like, okay, well, the person's going to come and, you know, I can't, you know, do anything about it. You know, I, I'm not going to, I know my value, you know, your value, you know, so it's just one of those things, like, not dropping your prices for just anyone, you know, because I feel like whenever you do that, then you almost feel angst or, like, 
resentment against that person because you gave them a deal. Um, right. So, yeah, I feel I don't know. I feel like that personally, uh, which isn't good. So that's why I don't drop my prices anymore. Cause I'm like this. <laughs> Right, because yeah, that also drops the pricing. You know, if if they want, they got you to drop your pricing. Who, who's gonna say that it's not gonna get the next person to devalue their work as well? When we put years and being in this industry, taking workshops, you know, restocking our kits, you know, makeup is not cheap, girl. (laughs) No, you know, it it is is not cheap. It is not cheap to be in this industry, and a lot of people are like, oh, why do you charge so much? And I'm like, well, you know, I it's a luxury. I go to your home. I've, you know, been mm-hmm. a, a makeup artist for nine years now. My lighting, mm-hmm. you know, my chair, everything to make your experience as best as possible, and that's why I'll, that's what I tell them is, that's why I charge my pricing because I'm worth it, and I provide mm-hmm. The great customer service that Nordstrom taught me. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Nordstrom definitely has a a level of service, you know, that they're wanting all of their employees to move at. So, um, yes, you know, definitely one of those things to, to keep in mind, you know, and be respectful to, you know, vendors off of that end uh, when you are inquiring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so then, you know, what is one last nugget then that you would want to leave uh, with the listeners today? Um, for potential clients, I would say do your research, kind of get like a general consensus of the market and, you know, look at that person's work and respect their artistry. Um, it's always good to ask questions, but always say, you know, I'm just working right now, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't lie, I guess, is my biggest thing for a potential client. Like, if you can't afford me right now, that's totally fine, but don't lie to me has been my biggest thing. And then for aspiring artists, I would say go to esthetician school, learn everything you can on skin, and go from there. Work at a counter because the best experience is the experience of dealing with actual people, you know, working on different faces, on different colors, on different skin types, skin tones, eye shapes, all of that. I would say if you're an aspiring artist, get your butt in esthetician school and get your Mm -hmm. butt to a makeup counter. Um, The biggest, best makeup counter, I think, because I'm just partial to it, is MAC, I would say, because, you know, their credo is all ages, all sexes, all races, and it's actually a really good company, you know. There was a stigma with Mac girls, how they were stuck up and said, but I don't think that's true. Um, you know, just uh, it's kind of true. <laughs> I was never, I was never that way. You know, I'm like a nice person. I always treated others how they treated me and things of that nature. Um, so, like I said, yeah, if you're an aspiring artist, get your butt to esthetician school. Be mm-hmm. humble. It is a learning process. Be very humble um, and work at a counter. You know, put that work in because this does not come overnight. And I've had girls are like, how do you do this? How are you so successful? I have years under my belt and I'm still learning. Be open mm-hmm. to learning from different artists 
you know, even me, myself, when I'm a seasoned, you know, I'm an old lady in the makeup industry, I'm still learning because makeup is, is ever-changing. Trends are ever-changing. There's new artists that are just like, oh, my God, how did you do that? Be be a sponge and absorb all the knowledge you can if you are wanting to get into the makeup world. Yeah, no, I love that. that I would leave. Be like SpongeBob. <laughs> yes, be Soak like SpongeBob. <laughs> yes, and yeah. I will say another thing too from being in this industry is learn how to take constructive criticism. That's one mm-hmm. thing that definitely made me build a backbone is receiving constant constructive criticism from working at Mac. You know, I would be like, I would think I was like, you know, hot stuff, and then somebody would be like, no, ma'am, <laughs> let me teach you. But that molded me and that shaped me into being the artist that I am today, and I'm going to continue being a, you know, growing and being a good artist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, Laura, I thoroughly appreciate um, your time today and being on the podcast, sharing your knowledge and nuggets um, of the makeup world. I think it's awesome that you were working at MAC. I'm sure, you know, maybe at one time you had, you know, done my face for me because I felt like we were always at, like I said, Nordstrom MAC. But um, (laughs) appreciate you and, you know, hope to meet you here soon in person, but um, if there's anything that I can help you with ever, uh, please let me know. But thank you again so much for being on today, and we'll chat with you here soon. Of course. Thank you so much for your time and interviewing me. This is my first first podcast. I was like, oh, what am I going to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did great, and uh, we'll chat with you here soon. Thank you. Uh Bye-bye. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If it did bring you any value at all, please share it on to your friends, your family, anyone who may need to hear it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, uh, YouTube, all of the places, you guys. (laughs) Miranda Madison events off of all the networks. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful day.